Welcome back, Dodecadorks. We're the 12 sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, as the trendsetter of new words and phrases for the year 2023. You may remember some of my past winners, like the 2021 classic, Gringy, a word describing the perfect combination of grungy and dingy, as long as you say it like you're Polly Shore. Grinchy. <laughs> but, uh, the Grinchmeister. Grinchy. Uh, uh, or how about 2022's phrase of the year, dang it, dinosaurs, an exclamation that really needs no explanation <laughs> whatsoever. What will 2023 bring? You'll have to keep listening to find out. But as we enter a new year and resolutions are on everyone's mind, maybe this year you can all resolve to be more kind, caring, and generous. With your money by becoming patrons of the 12 Sided Guys <laughs> podcast at patreon.com slash 12 Sided Guys. No, I'm just kidding. There are more important things in life than supporting a podcast by becoming a patron. Like supporting a podcast by buying some of the official merchandise at the 12 Sided Guys <laughs> store. But seriously, it's not all about money. Ratings and reviews are totally free and only take a couple of seconds. Okay, joking aside, come join our Discord and chat with us and each other. Honestly, that's my favorite part, the community that's been built up around this podcast. We'd be doing this podcast anyway, even without the Patreon or the store, or even the ratings and reviews. But, I mean, come on, they're free and take like seconds. We're honored to have all of you as part of our lives. Anyway, if your biggest concern on New Year's Day 23 years ago was if you'd still be able to play EverQuest, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 94. Anyone know why 23 years ago everyone was worried about EverQuest and being able to play it? Y2K. Y2K. Yes, Y2K. Oh. Man, EverQuest, that was a game. I remember. I know you what start, you're going to say because I did the same thing. You start out like right in front of a king and I just hit the button to draw my weapons on accident and I was immediately killed by the guards. <laughs> exactly. That same thing happened to me. <laughs> well, I, really quick about Y2K. Um, that was after my first year, my first semester of my freshman year of college and i was praying <laughs> that y2k would happen just so i could just start over with my grades because the first <laughs> semester did not go well oh man <laughs> i remember thinking please y2k please just have to start over y2k why not <laughs> <laughs> oh all right The initial panic has subsided, even as the home continues to burn. From the doorway of the large red tent, Gerard, purveyor of fanciful goods and friend to all, removes his pointed black hat and wipes his brow. City watchmen stand around the burning house on the edge of the square where the bazaar is held, keeping nosy onlookers at bay. Gerard looks to Porthos, the giant woolly ox, laying in the shade next to the large red pavilion. Unfazed, Porthos continues to chew cud and lazily look around. Not for the first time, Gerard wonders where the cud came from, because thanks to the small crystal hovering around Porthos's head, he has not eaten anything in over five years. Except for that cud. Except for that cud. <laughs> over and over and it's over. It's just the same cud reused for years. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
Uh, yeah, the crystal actually shuts off his fourth stomach, so. Returning to the tent, Gerard regards the table displaying his wares. Bottles filled with various colorful arcane liquids stand in a neat row, alongside a small bead and a crystal on a pillow, not too dissimilar in appearance to the one orbiting Porthos's head. A shield along the back, a shelf with rods, wands, bags, and other fantastical paraphernalia fill the small space which Gerard rented in Smitchy's Bazaar. Least for a month, but now who knows, he thinks to himself. Maybe it's time to move on again. Even my best customers no longer seem interested in my wares, he thinks, eyeing the bright red potions of greater healing. He looks down at his new boots, brown leather, cuffed with fur. Wait a minute, he mutters. Maybe I'm actually their best customer. Shit. <laughs> Others move about the large red... <laughs> I love the pause there for a second. <laughs> Others move about the large red tent. The hum of conversation and a palpable fear fill the air. Gerard hears nothing but the merchants and artisans of the bazaar speaking excitedly back and forth about the strange way the house seemed to just burst into flame. All of a sudden, whoosh, one man exclaims, a seller of pillows of all shapes and sizes. No, no, another interrupts. It was more of a snap or a crackle. It was a pop, comments a round middle-aged man, the purveyor of the giggle room at the other end of the large red tent. Like the splitting of a burning log, only much, much louder. I don't care what you all say, I tell you it was fires from heaven, a thin woman exclaims, pointing towards the sky. The opera house last night, and now the bazaar today? The angel is angry. The inevitable is coming. All around in the market square, sales have ceased. Some merchants have closed up for the day. Some sit in front of their stalls with wary looks, fearing the fire may cause the citizens of Almar to panic and possibly start looting. Still others have begun the laborious task of packing up their goods and leaving the bazaar. Gerard looks again at Porthos, who stares back with big, black eyes, still chewing his never-ending cut. As the three other merchants continue to argue about the burning building, Gerard steps back behind his table of potions. Pulling out a small sack, he begins carefully placing bottles from the table into it. Time to pack up, move along, he thinks to himself. No one needs my wares here in this city. He picks up one of the bright red potions of greater healing that used to be so popular, but now sit dusty on his table. Placing You're really in the rubbing bag. that in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Placing it in the bag, he sighs. Maybe he'll find some buyers in the next city he goes to. Suddenly, a bright light sends a spike of pain behind Gerard's eyes. It lasts only an instant, but it leaves him stunned for a moment. A voice on the very edge of perception reaches out to him through the pain, but something in Gerard's mind snaps shut and the voice is gone. As he regains awareness around him, Gerard staggers back out of the tent and sees others here in the bazaar shaking off the effects of what must have been a similar assault on their psyches. Some stand shaking their heads, others rubbing their temples, and some begin running out of the square at a dead sprint. Gerard turns towards Porthos to check on them, but then, running at a dead sprint? Gerard glances back around him towards the few running figures as they converge at the south exit of the bazaar, and without a word, form a single file line, all running in lockstep with each other as fast as they can go. Something's awry. Something's terribly wrong, Gerard thinks to himself. With one last look at Porthos, Gerard pulls out a recently purchased wand, shoulders the bag he had been packing, and sets off as fast as his feet can take him after the retreating figures as they run towards the massive cathedral of Iramil. And I think, uh, Matt, you had something written up for Pine, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doomed! <laughs> <laughs> can, can i just say real quick you didn't tell me there was a body pillow vendor when we were at smitchy's bazaar <laughs> like you know how much we love those paul i know i've got a friend that really wants a fran body pillow i totally would have looked for one for him 
<laughs> wait, wait, is there a question about the giggle room? Yeah, did we talk about the giggle room? Because that <laughs> sounds amazing too. <laughs> you guys went into the tent, and I mentioned that there was a closed-off area of the tent, and there was laughter coming from that behind there, and you guys didn't even bother looking. That's the giggle room. Anyway, womp womp. <laughs> Welcome back to the Crystal Codex, episode ninety-four. Last time we were together. Nari and the boys 2.0 fought off Saros, the Herald of Fire deep underneath the city of Almar, in the lair of Amavi, the Herald of the Mind. It was a it was a fun fight for me. Uh, we had this Herald of Fire, this fire angel, uh, fighting the, the party, while lair actions from Amavi, this psychic being, uh, were, uh, were in effect as well. Uh, after a pretty close fight with lots of damage being dealt on both sides, Seros was brought low. As his form disappeared, a single key fell down, and Nari picked it up. After picking up the key, Nari and the boys 2.0 realized that they were in rough shape. They managed to hide um, kind of out of view of Amavi, uh, the herald of the mind, for fear that her layer actions would continue to um, to, uh, attack them and waylay them. They retreated back into a tunnel a little ways, and there they decided to talk about what had happened and take a short rest. Uh, after burning, I believe, through every single hit die they have, Nari and the boys 2.0 leveled up to level 11, but without a long rest. So their hit points have not come back. Their spell slots have not refreshed except for the new spell slots that they've gained. Um, they've gotten some new skills. However, they are not at 100%. They went back into the lair of Amavi, and with that key, they decided to start exploring this room. As you recall, it was a large square room with a smaller square room in the middle, and that smaller square room in the middle on each of the four walls had like prison bar style um, entry into it. Um, and inside of that room, there was this large ziggurat with a, uh, a black spike sticking up into the air and Amavi floated around there pulling energy out of the city and into that spike. Um, as Nari and the boys 2.0 explored this area, they saw on the north wall, instead of there being an entrance to a tunnel, there was a large, what looked like vault door, very sturdy, magical as can be. And on that door, there were these crystal containers, these crystal, I don't know how else to describe it, little progress bars, basically. And these crystals um, were filled up with different color. Um, the, there was one off to the right that was red, and it was completely full. Um, there was one in the middle but up high on the door, and it was filled with white, and it was almost full. Also, here in the middle of the door was a purple one, and that one was also almost full. And uh, then off to the left side of the door, there's a, there was a brown one that was um, it was over halfway and way down at the bottom uh, on the on the kind of the right side of the bottom of the door there was a blue one that was also over half full but definitely the one closest to being completely full was the white followed closely by purple as they looked at this wall they also saw underneath each of these different meters these different crystals holes and Nari realizing what needed to be done put the key from Saros, the Herald of Fire, into the hole beneath the red crystal. And when that happened, Amavi's attention was on Nari and the Boys 2.0. And that is where we left off last time. And now we are going to start by rolling initiative.
Roos got a 16. Nari got a 9. Uh, Richter got a 5. Pine got a 10. Ooh, okay. So here is what's going on. I'm going to explain the battlefield a little bit more. We have this larger room um, with a smaller room in the middle. Um, the players can see into the smaller room through these bars, and there they see this ziggurat. At the top of the ziggurat, they see a Mavi floating around, but is now looking at them. In the bigger room, there is a door with those crystals to the north, and then there is a door leading to a tunnel on the east, the west, and the south. And the way that the players came in was from the south, which leads back to the basement underneath the cathedral via some twists and turns and other areas beneath the city of Almar. So it's almost like there's a central room and then there's like a 15 foot wide hallway all along the perimeter. And we can see into that central room at the middle of the north wall, the middle of the south wall, middle of the east wall, and the middle of the west wall through these barred entrances, correct? That is correct. And if you become a patron, you can actually see this um, because our descriptions are pretty good. They're the best. Come on. They're the best. <laughs> Award-winning descriptions. <laughs> Award-winning descriptions. I need somebody to roll a D6. Oh, I don't like the sound of that at all. You want to roll low. Oof. I'll, I'll roll it, I guess. Godspeed. I'll be the guilty one. <laughs> I'm scared. I rolled a one. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, good. Okay. Um, that. Okay. We are at the top of the round and starting with initiative 20. There is a layer action. One thing that I did not describe is here in this kind of 15 foot hall that goes all the way around that central room. There are random folks moving about and um, you already know that Amavi, the Herald of the Mind, has certain layer actions that she can do. Um, she is this thin, sort of feminine-formed figure, no face, reddish skin, four thin arms, um, but also sort of elegant in her appearance. She's got wings, and she's got this kind of flowing train that comes off of her waist. Um, she has layer actions that she can do, and here is one that you did not know about. At Initiative 20, because... Where you guys are currently standing, she cannot see you. You have all ducked kind of behind a wall. We have these folks here. Initiative 20, you are going to be charged. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. And we are going to move a couple more people. One, two, three, four, five, six. Some of these people come running around the corner towards you. It looks like at this point, two of these random folks have gotten into base-to-base -base contact with... It uh, looks like Pine and Roos. What I need is we are going to make uh, opposed athletics checks. Oh. So Roos make one and Pine make one. Oh, I am very good at athletics. I'm so good at it too. I've got a negative one. Well, Pine, your difficulty is 10 and Roos, your difficulty is two. <laughs> I got a 15. <laughs> I got a 13. <laughs> oh, jeez. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> these random uh, these random folks, uh, they come swarming towards you. You can see that there are more of them here in this room, but they just couldn't get to you this time. But they are all swarming around this room, coming in your direction. And uh, next round, it looks like there might be some more to deal with. They attempt to grapple you and hold you in place, but you manage to shake them off, and they are now standing in front of you. That brings us now to Initiative 16 with Roos. All right. Roos is going to strike out at the random guy that tried to grapple him with his dagger. Okay. 
for a 30 to hit. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's right. 30 um, to hit? Le- level 11, guys. Level 11. Um, <sighs> that will definitely hit. Okay. So 12 radiant damage and 10 precision, so 22 damage. This man drops. Okay. And he's he's unconscious, yeah. Unconscious because it's the dagger. Yeah. And then I will pull out my chakram and um, throw it at the guy that's engaged with Mr. Pine. Okay. I'm just trying to clear off some people from attacking us. Yep. No, I get it. Hey, you, you don't have to explain nothing to me. Does it have to be thrown or can you use it as like a melee weapon? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a melee weapon. So 16 to uh, uh, 25 to hit. Sorry. Yeah, that will hit for uh, seven psychic damage. And this one falls down dead. Okay. And then Russell asked the party, how do we want to make our way in there? Do we do we try to knock the wall over or, or what's our play? Good call, Russ. One thing I forgot to describe last time, you guys were investigating this room, and you discovered that the wall separating this outer room from the inner room, uh, it looked like it was um, falling apart in places. And potentially, you could knock the wall down. Um, it might take some strength and some oomph, but you think it could be done. I've got some strength and some oomph. That's right. <laughs> uh, right strength we- and oomph is your middle name. Exactly. Sorry, <laughs> strength and oomph. Stormfist. <laughs> All right. hey, remind me, Paul. It was the it was like on the south wall toward the western edge of it, correct? That we saw that it was on the south wall. But as you guys look around, you discover that probably anywhere along this wall, you could probably knock it in. Okay. Uh, this whole this whole central room uh, seems to have, um, for whatever reason, it's it seems weaker than the other walls. Like it's less structural, um, so it's not as sturdy. Okay. Okay. Um, Roos, that is your turn, which is going to now bring us to. Amavi. She moves down the ziggurat, flying as she goes, and she gets to the bars. And suddenly you guys can see her on the other side of the bars. So now she is on this north side of this hallway, facing all of you. And this is what's going to happen. She brings all four of her arms together, her hands in towards her chest and then she flings her arms back and this blast of energy comes blasting out in a cone that will either hit Nari and Pine or Roos and Richter. Odds or evens. Nari and Pine. What I need from you is I need you guys to each make a constitution saving throw. Plus four, Sabrina. Difficulty, 19. Oh, I got a 26, nat 20. Oh, nat 20. So I got a 12 plus pines four, and then I'm going to use a superiority die on that. And, oh my God, out of three. Oh, geez. that's that just 19? enough. That puts me at 19, exactly. <laughs> you, 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 just, you barely made it. Okay, you guys are going to take half damage from this psychic blast. Um, it shoots out 60 feet, and in fact, it ends up killing two people behind you, um, just outright. Uh, the amount of damage is pretty large, but remember, you get to have this. This is all psychic damage as 8d10 comes blasting at you. That is going to be a total of 45 damage halved to 22. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that would have been bad. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. And okay. that is Amavi's turn. Mr. Pine, it is your turn. Wait, what, what type of damage was that again? That was psychic. Psychic. Okay. Okay. Psychic, not sidekick. She didn't just do a karate move at us. <laughs> no. No, she did not. Okay. But very good joke. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, wasn't that a movie with Jonathan Brandis? And Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris, yes. So here, here I want to describe, kind of, so Amavi is floating in the air. You can reach her, but you can also move through her space because she's not, like, on the ground. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that... So what Pine's going to do is then um, he's actually going to move to the opposite side of her. Okay. Under, underneath her and start making attacks um, just to stay out of an easy access cone of damage for her. And I'm going to make two attacks. Come on, Matt. That's a 15 to hit. That will miss. And a 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Okay. Well, it's not, now that I'm level 11, I get to add an extra D8 of radiant damage to every melee attack. So that is 10 piercing, six cold, only two radiant, but I'm going to unleash with precision Swordmaster's Fury at level two, because I have no level one spell slots, and do an extra 3d8 of damage, unless she's undead. Is she undead? No, she's not. She's celestial. Uh, That's another extra 10 damage on top of that. So that would be a total of 28 damage. Nice. And uh, 12 of that is radiant, 6 is cold. Okay, awesome. Very cool. And uh, that uh, I really don't have any good bonus actions, so that'll be my turn. All right, that will bring us now to a legendary action. Mr. Pine, you stepped up right next to her. You are going to get attacked. Add plus 11 to this roll. That will be a total of 18. Does that hit you? No, my AC is 19. Oh, gosh, dang it. All right. She swipes her fingers at you, and this blast, like, you can feel it move your hair, right? Um, It's not a physical attack, but it doesn't hit you in your mind. Um, That brings us to Nari. And can you remind me, where exactly is the, like, all of the jars that are being filled up with the different colors? Right now, um, Amavi is right between the bars on the north side of the inner room and the door. The door is just to the north of where Amavi is standing right now. The door with the keys and the jars. The door with with the one key and then all the little crystal meters. Awesome. So I'm going to walk up to her and I'm kind of going to place myself more on that northern side. Okay. Um, And I'm going to attack for a 24 to hit. That will hit. With that eight damage. And then I get to roll three times here. Oh my goodness, a 12 to hit. Um, I'm gonna use my action surge though, and I'm just gonna keep keep wailing on her. Okay. So, oh my God, 14. Oh jeez. Nope. <laughs> oh what my is gosh. happening? <laughs> this is so bad. Okay, there we go, this one hits, 25. That'll hit. Man. 15 damage. Okay. Okay. Let's see. And then I think I have one more. And that's a 14 to hit. So, okay. That was not my finest moment. (laughs) 10, 12, 14, 14. And then you got a 24 and a 25. Okay. Mm. Uh, It was not great. All right. Is there a bonus action? I guess you did your action surge. Is that it for Nari then? I might just actually 
regain a little bit of health here because I'm, I'm not doing great. So I will roll a dice for that and give myself 20, 20 HP. That's not too bad. Fantastic. Um, your turn is up and what ends up happening is that now Amavi takes another legendary action. Nari, you just swang, swang. <laughs> swing badly. You just, I'm pretty sure the, pa- the past tense of swing is swing. <laughs> you just, you just swing. I think when I, when you, when you swing so badly, that's what you call it. <laughs> you just, you just swung at her. Gosh, that's, why does that not make sense to me? Um, you just swung at her um, six times even though you didn't necessarily do the most damage, uh, she sees you right now as the biggest threat. Um, What I need from you is I need you to make a strength check difficulty 19. Okay, I rolled a 12. Uh, Um, Nari, you begin floating up in the air and you move back 30 feet and you have zero control of where you are standing as telekinesis takes over. Oh no. Awesome. Love it. But behind the scenes, that took two legendary actions to cast that spell, and now she is out of legendary actions again till her turn. Richter, it is your turn. You are standing a little bit further to the west, about 10 feet away from Amavi at this point. What are you going to do? I think what I'm going to go ahead and do here... I am going to hold my sword up into the sky and I'm going to uh, yell out, the disciplined mind shall prevail, sword master's focus. I'm going to cast my sword master's focus here and I'm going to give Pine, Roos, and Nari for the duration of this spell Resistance to psychic damage and advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. <laughs> A true hero. What? I always liked this Richter guy. Oh man. <laughs> yes. Okay. Clutch. Now here, here's here is the thing. That is great. It is a concentration spell. So yes. we have to keep track of your concentration on this. Okay. Very good. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, and then I will, I will then point my sword and for my bonus action I will say your sins are exposed under the light of the sun mark of the dawn I'm going to mark her as my uh, enemy for this fight awesome remind me who you targeted with your sword master's focus uh, you guys not myself but uh, oh you're such a giving guy Pine, Pine Rus and Nari and then, and then I'm actually going to move if I can and just move over here next to Pine Okay, perfect. All right, you are now in base-to-base contact with Amavi. Um, it looks like the Nari and Roos are both a little distant, and Pine and Richter are right up next to her on the opposite side of her. That brings us back to the top of the round. That brings us, remember that D6 that you rolled? And you rolled a one? Yes. It was a 1D1, or it was a D6 plus one, which means two. And we are now down to one on the timer. Ooh. Whatever that means. So at initiative 20, we have more of these guys, these normal folk moving up and and closer to try to get into contact with you guys to 
to grapple you, but they're not able to get close enough, and that's okay because that is not the layer action that she will be doing this time. Um, I need. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Pine. Yes. I need you to make a Constitution saving throw, difficulty fifteen. Oh come on! Ah, oh, it's only eleven. You take 20 psychic damage, and you are stunned until the end of your next turn. That is halved because of resistance, though. Yeah, so 10 damage, but ugh, okay. All right, I'm stunned. This is this is fantastic. Did you not get advantage on your constitution saves, or is wisdom saves? It's intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. It's all the it's all the brain stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Mr. Pine takes half damage, but is still stunned until the until his next turn. Or the end of my next turn yeah the, so I, i'll miss this yeah. turn you'll miss this turn but then you can get your reactions back after your turn roos it is your turn at initiative 16 all right roos is going to run across the hall to the north side of the hall um which is like 10 feet of movement and then he's going to move another 10 feet um up and over so he's like standing over the doorway on the wall um like next to amavi because you're okay. Tom Holland. Because I'm Tom. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and so from there, I'm going to slash at her with my dagger for a 21 to hit. That will hit, yes. Okay. And it will do 9 radiant and 14 precision for 23 damage. 23 damage. Jeez. And then... I mean, you guys are level 10 again. Sorry, you guys are all level 10. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. No, you're fine. This is this is this is fine. I am in a good place. Go ahead. And then uh, uh, that will be my turn. I, I normally would have probably offhanded with my uh, other weapon, but it doesn't do any damage to her, so that will right. be it. As we learned last time. Um, okay, that brings us back to Amavi's turn. But first, she's going to take a legendary action. She is going to burn two more legendary actions to continue the telekinetic grip on Nari and raise her, instead of pushing her backwards, she's gonna raise her up 30 feet into the air. Nari, you are now 30 feet in the air, and there's not much you can, actually, no, wait, no, never mind. sorry. Make a um, a strength saving throw, difficulty 19, actually, you, you, get, you have to do that. All right, I do not like heights. Oh, hell yeah, 26. I thought heavy okay. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> bloated from those snacks in the hallway. Exactly. All the practice stuffing rocks into bodies, you could like channel that energy. <laughs> so um, she burned two two of her legendary actions to try to keep that spell on you, but you managed to succeed. So for this round, you still, ha- you can actually move, um, but you still feel the hold of the spell. Like um, as long as she keeps concentrating on it, you could be lifted up into the air again um, if you fail that save. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got it. Gotcha. Okay, now it is actually Amavi's turn. Let's go ahead and roll to see if she gets her um, big blast of cone of of psychic power um, back. She rolled a one. She does not, which means three attacks. The first attack is coming towards uh, Pine. Second attack coming towards Pine. Third attack coming towards Richter. Two attacks are coming towards Mr. Pine. The first attack is the big one. They'll have advantage because I'm stunned. Okay, they are 
coming at you. The first one is the big one. There's a plus 11 to this, and that will be a 22 to hit. Yeah, that will hit. Yep, that is going to be 18 psychic damage. Half to nine. Okay, the second one, gosh, resistance. The second one is going to be a 30 to hit, not a crit. Um, So that will hit, and that one is going to be less, but still, that is going to be um, 13 psychic damage. Half to six. (laughs) Richter, here we go. Oh my gosh, come on. A 13 to hit you. She rolled a natural two. That will not hit. Mm. And that was her turn. She has a bonus action. For her bonus action, she is going to pop in and out of existence and go beyond the bars again. She is now inside the inner room. Um, She has teleported away from you. No attacks opportunity as she basically just disappears and reappears in another spot. All right. Pine, you are stunned for this turn, and at the end of your turn, you shake your head and you are no longer stunned. Nari, it is your turn. You have the ability to move again. Just so you are aware, some of these random folk here have actually gotten up into base-to-base contact with you, and um, to leave their threat range, they will get an attack of opportunity against you. But you kind of know that they're wieners. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not I'm not too worried about these guys. Um, so I'm going to use my movement to get up to the doorway. Um, you said that there's like a, a weak spot on the wall that I can maybe try to shoulder through because she's behind the bars, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's behind the bars now. So she's inside the inner room. And so um, the wall that surrounds this inner room looks like it's weaker. And so um, you can make an attack against this wall. And if you can deal enough damage, you can actually knock a part of the wall in, leaving an opening. All right. Yeah, I'll throw my weight into it. Okay. Go ahead and make an attack. Just AC 10. Okay, sweet. 22 to hit. Man, it'd be really embarrassing if I couldn't hit a wall. Go ahead and roll some damage. Uh, Nine damage. Okay. So you feel some of it give. And then a 20 to hit for 11 damage. And just like that, with 20 damage to this wall, a section of the wall falls in and you can now see into this inner room even more clearly. You can see Amavi standing kind of on the stairs of this ziggurat, moving back up towards the spire. But she turns and sees you knocking down the wall. You have some more move, I believe, and you have one more attack. Yes, so I'm going to run up to her and I'm going to use my third attack, which is a 27 to hit. That will hit. 14 damage. Nice. And that is all I'm going to do for now. That's all you're going to do? Okay. Um, She now is going to use her last legendary action and strike back out at you, which is going to be a 16 to hit. That will not hit. All right. That brings us to Richter. All right. Um... You know, I'm beginning to suspect that warlocks really are just a little overpowered, aren't they? <laughs> Why, do you have another skill you're going to use now? Well, I'm going to... <laughs> Richter is going to yell out, Step of the Breaking Dawn, and teleport 30 feet into the room. <laughs> um, and he'll make some weapon attacks here. Okay. So, his first attack is a 20 to hit. Okay, perfect. 
and uh, that will do 12 slashing damage plus, because of the mark, 16 damage then. Okay. And I guess it's not slashing damage, it's piercing damage. Yeah, yeah. Not, not okay. that that matters a whole lot. Nope. But then I am I am also going to go ahead and burn one of my spell slots and do a sword master's justice. Oh, um, so he yells out, "You have been judged and found guilty, sword master's justice." And this is you can spend a spell a warlock spell slot to deal an extra one d eight force damage to the target plus another one d eight per level of the spell slot. So it's six d eight, I think. Yep. Also. Paul, I don't think you didn't actually take any attacks of opportunity against me. I don't think I don't. I just realized that. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, There will be one coming your way uh, for a for a a 17 to hit you. Does that hit you? Nope. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's a total wiener. Yeah, total wiener. (laughs) Okay. um, So I'll I'll do the Swordmaster's Justice for one, two. That's 25 damage. Oh man! And I think that's, <laughs> I so it says that um, <laughs> on this for the uh, the smite for the warlock, it's like uh, expend a spell slot, do one d eight plus one d eight per spell level, and you can knock the target prone if it is huge or smaller. Uh, this is a huge creature. Does she get to make a save? Because if she gets to make a save, then she can burn a legendary resistance, and then you have burned one of her legendary resistances. Or she could just be knocked prone, because some warlock skills just push and knock things around. I think it's, it's just... Just knocked prone. I think so. Okay, yeah, she tumbles to the ground. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it's kind of bizarre to see her come crashing down. Um, all right, she is now prone, and that brings us to the top of the round. At initiative 20. I don't know. What can... Okay, I'm going to do something. And then you guys need to tell me, can you see what happens? Does anybody see what just happened? I saw movement, but I didn't see what it was. I see nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything. All right. Um, the countdown. Wait, no, I see. I see a token. I see the very edge of a token near some random guys. Oh. Did that just show up? I'm pretty sure it did. There's something, there's something right here. I'm clicking on it. Um, yeah, yes, there is. Okay. okay, I can see the very edge of a token. I have no idea what... I mean, I have an idea of what it is, but... Okay, so here's, here's what happens. At initiative 20, um, we will still do a lair action, but you can see people come swarming into this chamber, this large chamber. From the south entrance, from the east entrance, and from the west entrance, they come swarming in. You can hear their footsteps as they all run, basically in unison. Um, for our players here... I'm not going to add all of these people onto the map. Just know that for the legendary action where they come to grapple you, um, now it will affect everybody every time. Oh, jeez. Yes. So that was part of the countdown timer. And there's something a little bit extra special. But let's bring us back to a layer action. We are going to do this one. Um, Amavi can see... Richter and Nari uh, very clearly. So I think it's going to be Richter. Richter, you suddenly hear 
kind of like a tickle in the back of your head. Um, some kind of a, a voice. And it says something about the ether, something about the mind of Pavantis, something about taking this mind and awakening the end. And I need you to make a wisdom save. Difficulty, 15. Ooh, okay, here we go. Please don't suck. 21, all right. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was Dominate Person. <laughs> you? No, I think that was the stun one that I got hit with last time. No. Oh. The stun one was the one that Mr. Pine got hit with. This is a different one, one that you managed to shake off last time, Roos. Um, you feel, Richter, your mind start to understand the words being spoken. You feel yourself starting to understand that, no, this this needs to be the inevitable is inevitable and you must stop anybody who is seeking to stop what the herald of the mind is attempting and you actually start to turn towards nari before you manage to shake off this charmed effect now at initiative 16 roos what are you going to do oh man okay uh where was the opening here or yep yeah. Okay. So if you guys look at the map, um, anywhere that you guys can now see through, that's open. Um, so uh, where Nari managed to bust through is kind of on the northwest um, section of wall that surrounds this inner inner chamber. So I'm going to jump off jump off the wall and then run, and it's going to take. So I've got to backtrack just a little bit to get to the hole, and then move toward Amavi. So I should be able to get to her, but that'll be like my full movement. Okay. Perfect. And then yeah, and she is prone. <laughs> So I am going to attack her with my dagger. Okay, you have you have advantage. I got a twenty-six to hit. That'll hit. For ten radiant, thirteen precision for twenty-three damage. Okay. And then um, again, that'll be my turn. Nice. Um, that brings us now to Amavi. Um, she gets to use a legendary action, and. She looks over. You. She doesn't have a face, but you sense a little bit of panic in her as she glances around the room looking for something, and she sees a small piece of rubble behind Nari uh, where she had busted through the wall, and flinging at Nari is a small stone. Nari, make a dexterity save. Difficulty, 17. Oh, man. That's a 15. You take... Oh, that's nothing. You only, Oh my gosh, look at all those ones. 9d6, and you only take 19 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> oh, that's five oh my ones. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. And goodness. a two and a three in there for good measure. I'll take it. You guys, I yahtzeed. I got five ones. Okay. <laughs> Golly. Okay, that's all good. Um, congratulations. Um, yeah, so you end up taking 19 bludgeoning damage as she burns all three of her legendary actions for that telekinetic fling. <sighs> okay, and now that brings us to Amabi's actual turn. She rises back up into the air, and we'll see if she gets her big attack back. No, another one! Um, which means... <laughs> which means... You need to get some new dice, Paul. Stop rolling those D6s. Get some new D6s out. Three. You're three doing attacks. great. Do not listen to him. It's fine. 
<laughs> Three attacks are coming at either Nari, Roos, or Richter. The first attack is coming at Nari. The second attack is coming at Roos. The third attack is coming at Nari. Nari, two attacks coming your way. One of them is the big one. This big attack uh, is going... Oh my gosh! A 13 to hit. <laughs> that will uh, not hit. Her big, her big blasting attack misses you. This feels you. poetic. Normally you oh roll gosh. so high. <laughs> the second attack is a natural one against Nari. Oh, man. Nice. And the third attack, oh, sorry, is a, that's the first one, is a 24 against Roos. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll hit. That will be 13 psychic damage. Halved. Halved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Richter's um, over here just <laughs> laughing and being like, this is wonderful. <laughs> bonus action. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Boom. Bonus action. She disappears from sight. You see her disappear from your view. And that will now bring us to Pine. Where'd she go? Uh, Pine is outside in the big hallway and he saw her disappear from the place. So he's going to, well, he, he yelled out, where'd you go? And if they can't answer on this turn, then I'm going to start running around looking for her. Go for it. Okay. I can see most of the top of like the northwest corner. So I'm going to head toward the east. Uh, oh. There she is. There she is. All right. I can see her as I round the corner on the on the east side, and I can get within 10 feet of her, and there's a bunch of thralls in here as well. Um, since I'm not able to get right up next to her, I'm going to yell out, I found her, and I'm going to throw a couple knives. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. First one's in that one. And second one's in that two. <laughs> <laughs> that is two misses. Yep. And that's my turn. All right. They weren't even knives. You were throwing spoons at her. <laughs> hey, spoons deal 9,999 hit points. I wore that's right. Oh, that's right. All right. Nari, it is your turn. You are still inside that inner chamber. Yeah. So hearing um, Pine shout that Nari is going to head back into the hallway. Um. And I, th I think she's just going to use her action to run and give him backup. Okay. Um, let's see. That's... I think I would have to use all my action and my dash action to catch up. Um, so I will I will use that to flank him for now. Very cool. You can see Amavi here on the east side. Um, kind of if the hallway goes all the way around that central room, she is in the east, the hallway that goes north and south on the east side of this chamber. Um, Nari, that is your turn. Richter, you are up. Do you have any spell slots left? I still have one left, actually, <laughs> technically. Okay. Um, but I'm going to use. Did you get a third? Sorry, did you get a third spell slot on level 11? I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I also got, uh, I'm, I haven't used it, but I technically got one of those uh, Mystic Arcanum, and so I have a sixth level spell as well that I can cast without <laughs> using a spell slot. But That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm beginning to suspect that Warlocks really are kind of OP. So is Amavi, just so you know. Ooh. 
bringing it on. Okay. Well, you'd have to you'd have to roll decent for that to happen. Though, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! I, know. I feel bad that the rest of you can't see this, but the way Paul has the tokens positioned, you have Amavi's token, and then right over the top where the head is, there's an Evangeline Lily token, so it looks like it looks like Paul put her face on the body. Uh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I, yes, I see that now. <laughs> Alright. Um, so I'm going to, Richter's going to yell out again, kind of, he's he's like in in glee at, at this battle, I think, right now. This is like his his zone. And so he yells out, the light shows us the way, speed of the light. And um, he'll use his uh, agility ability here to double his movement speed. Okay. Um, And so that should move him 5, 10, 15, up to here. And then I believe 5, 10, 15, and then I think I'll come right up to the corner so I still don't make it all the way around the bend, but I will do that, and then I will ready a dodge action in case I need it. Okay, perfect. Well, that brings us now to the top of the next round at initiative 20. Barreling around the corner, you see a chubby Morgan Freeman come busting around the corner, followed by this huge <laughs> no! holy ox who oh, comes nice. running and chasing after all of these people who came running down here. He has a pointed black cap on, um, like a witch's hat. He has a very familiar wand of the war mage in his hand, and even boots with the fur upon his feet. He sees what is going on, and he sees this massive creature, this massive herald, this angel, this unearthly being, and he is going to cast a spell. Come to the aid of his best buddies because we're his homies. Apparently, he's our best customer. (laughs) (laughs) So these three attacks each get to add a plus six to them. He has to get an 18. Uh, Oh, he hits. He hits twice. Those are pretty big hits, too. That is going to be a total of 26 damage. Holy cow. As he blasts her with some magical energy. Very cool. You see he's got a pack on his back as well. And um, what Porthos is going to do for his turn is he is going to charge 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Porthos, you got this, dude. Uh, He is going to come barreling through these random folk. I am going to make some rolls for them. One, two, three, four of them. And it looks like, oh, actually two of them managed to get out of the way, but two of them are instantly trampled by Porthos. And let's be fair, they die. Because he's a fat boy. (laughs) Because he's a big boy. (laughs) He's so fat. (laughs) You can see, uh, the only people who can see him now are um, Pine and Nari, Uh, but you can see- I can see him. Oh, you can see him too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see him to the bars. Um, you can see that he just looks as placid as ever, um, just kind of charging for whatever reason, but still just chewing his cud, all chilled and laid back. Um, <laughs> and that brings us now to the layer action. We are going to have um, Richter, Roos, Pine, and Nari each make athletic saving throws. Wait, is it a strength saving throw or an athletic check? Well, sorry, it's athletic. Ch- well, it's to it's to keep from being grappled. So. Okay, so athletic or acrobatics, usually. 
Yes. So, okay. Bruce, you have to be at a nine. For athletics or acrobatics? Either one. Uh, I got a 19. Nari got a 23. Okay, yeah, you you beat your um you beat the uh the nine. Uh, Richter, you got to be a 10, and Pine, you got to be a two. <laughs> Ooh, I got a 10. Oh, jeez, and I and I got a 20 to beat my two. Oh my gosh, these okay, these um mindless um everyday folk in their wranglers uh come try to grab you and you manage to just shake past them and and dodge them richter it gets kind of dicey one of them actually uh kind of grabs at your feet and you feel yourself starting to get tripped up but you manage to kind of high step out of their out of their grip and that is this layer action Roos, initiative 16 it is your turn since it's pretty packed in here with people are, are is our movement halved no no, you guys managed to make your saves and stuff. You can get you can get past them. It's not not a problem. We're not fighting our way to the front of the stage at a concert. That's what you're <laughs> right. saying. Yes. I tried that one time. I got kicked in the face by a crowd surfer, and I'm like, this isn't worth it. And I went and stood in the back and enjoyed the concert. It's not like we're seeing Ted Word or something. <laughs> or the Aquabats, which is what I was doing. <laughs> Bruce is going to stay on the inside of of this the inner chamber and move towards where he heard the fighting and ready in action. So if Amavi comes back through the wall, he's going to attack her. Okay. All right. And that is your turn. You've readied your attack and it is um, a legendary action for Amavi. Nari, strength saving throw, difficulty 19, as you feel this telekinetic pull upon you again. Not again. Oh, heck. This time I only got a 13. You are 30 feet in the air. I do not like heights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are uh, You are way up there looking down. Um, yeah, you're you're pretty high up. Um, that is her legendary action. She burned two actions to keep that going. And now it is her actual turn. Let's see if she gets her big blast back. No! Wow. Hmm. You've rolled like ones and twos on that. Every single time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, here is what we are going to do. We are going to move around to the other side of Pine and Nari so that now Amavi is in base to base with Pine and Richter. Technically not Nari because she's way up in the air. And so now we have attacks coming at Richter and Pine. First attack is coming at Pine. Second attack is coming at Pine. Third attack is coming at Pine. Pine, you have three attacks coming your way. Bring it! <laughs> um, the first one is the big one. That is going to be a natural 20. Oh, oh no! Oh, man. So that and, one's going to do normal damage. <laughs> and normal damage for this is 3d10 plus 6. I'm going to roll it and then have it because it's more fun that way. So 60, 10 plus six is going to be 41 damage halved to 20 psychic damage. Oh, geez. That's half my remaining hit points. And then um, the second attack coming at Pine is only going to be a 15. Last attack is going to be a 23. That will hit. That is going to be 13 psychic damage halved to six. Okay. 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 I am... Yes, I'm hurting, but I am still in it. Oof. And she has one more legendary action, but it is Pine's turn. Okay. Pine is going to... I'm, just, I'm right there. Might as well. So I got a couple of uh, uh, swings coming her way. 
I have, as far as spell slots are concerned, I only have. Oh, I have a level se- level two spell slot left. <gasps> Do it. Before I make any attacks, I will say, "The Craven fall and are consumed." Sword of Infernos, and I'm going to cast it at a level two. Uh, so then I will make my attacks, and if I hit, I'll light her on fire. Um, okay, my first attack is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so that does 11 piercing, 7 fire, 6 cold, and 3 radiant for a total of <laughs> math. <laughs> I think it was 27 total. Yeah. Yes, 27 total. Mathematical. Yes. Okay, and now she's on fire. Okay. And she'll have to make a constitution check on her next turn to see if she is still on fire. Okay. And then my, my second attack will be a, a natural 20, hopefully. It is! Oh my gosh! Oh! Oh! oh. Net oh, 25! I have been waiting uh, for this. Ask and you shall receive. You oh called gosh. that one. That was beautiful. Uh, Alright, I am going to use my uh, last remaining level 3 spell slot to do a level 3 smite. Which means, if I do the math, so 2d8 on the attack plus another it's 4d8 for a level 3, so that's actually at this point it's 12d8 plus 2d6 cold. So. Do it. 65 (laughs) damage. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. Oh my goodness. 65 damage with one hit. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. And she's on fire. Um, on fire. Mr. Pine. Yes. Tell me what happens. <gasps> Woohoo! As Nari falls from the sky and takes ah. seven bludgeoning damage as she hits the ground. So in that round with the number of dice I rolled, that's like 18 strikes. That's that's three per second in the round I just deal to her. So I'm just, I'm I'm a blur. I'm a blur. I'm like an anime where the sword is going so fast, it's just like one still frame of like three swords. Yeah, yeah. you know, because it's easier um, to animate blur than it is to individual strikes. Because, <laughs> because our eyes aren't uh, tuned to that high of a frame rate. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just a blur, and I end it with one of those really cool like I pull back and then I do a thrust forward, and I actually like thrust clean through her body and end up on the other side of her body. And then, and then I flick the sword out to the side, and all of her, all of her, angel herald blood goes flying off to clean off my blade. Even though I'm not using a katana. Oh, <laughs> Righteous. That was so cool. Was uh, fatality. <laughs> Richter is jazz. He's like, uh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I wanted to roll a net twenty in this fight so bad. Well, on that note, let's cue victory music. Beautiful, beautiful victory music. Was that that Porthos? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys. Wow. What a fight. Um, Pine, as you you finish off this being, this angelic form, 
Um, you swipe through. You see the blood. It's not red like you would expect it to be. It's like silvery and pale and it splashes out across the stones and the figure of Amavi begins to fall and as the figure falls you see it shrink down 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 it gets more and more translucent it becomes more and more transparent until it becomes like a mist a small little ball of energy that disappears I need Richter and Pine and Nari to make either Arcana checks or Perception checks. Roos is still on the inside of this chamber and does not have access to, he can't see Amavi at this point. Yeah, I figured as much. Nari's gonna go Perception and she rolled a 19. Nice. And Pine went Perception as well and rolled an 18. Uh, Richter tried to go a little bit different and go with an Arcana check and he rolled a four. So, um, Richter, you're just thinking, great job. She's gone. Pine and Nari, as this being shrinks down, basically to the size of like almost like a softball of very pale, very see-through, trans- not, not mist like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Was she a Dracula? All I can think of is like a video game where there'd be like this little ball that has like a kind of a flamey tail up on top. I can't remember which video game I'm thinking of specifically, but it's very small, like the size of a softball and it's very um, see-through and powerless. But you see, it doesn't disappear. This is what uh, Pine and Nari see. It doesn't disappear. It shoots past you guys and into this crowd of people. And as you watch it, you lose sight of where it goes, but you see people out there like grabbing their heads and kind of shaking their heads as the hold that Amavi had on these people suddenly is gone. As you look back to see kind of where this ball of energy disappeared to and you lose it, you turn back to where Amavi had been standing and you see on the ground, you see a key and it's a metal key, but it has this kind of purplish cast to the metal and it's resting there. It looks incredibly similar to the red key that you found just recently as well. Well, now we can open the big treasure chest in this dungeon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nari will grab that key, uh, hopefully before any of these normies can see it. Okay. And then she'll actually head over to give Porthos and Gerald like, just a big hug and just uh, give, them, give them, say thanks so much, guys. I knew we could count on you. You're our best customers. <laughs> He's like, my friends, what are you doing down here? Well, this is what we do. Well, he looks around. I said, I saw, I saw the, the, the folks up, up above in the city. They, some of them seem to be under some sort of control. And I followed them down here. I, I worried, I worried for what was happening in the city. I mean, earlier a building just caught on fire and, and now this. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure the building catching on fire was when a giant being of fire kind of crashed through the, the ground and poured itself through the cracks. We killed it about an hour ago. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's about when it went up. Oh, my friends. And thankfully, we smote this one, but good, didn't we? <laughs> but good. <laughs> the, uh, the people here in this room are kind of grabbing their heads and they're like, where, where are we? How do we... How do we get out of here? What's going on? We're, we'll lead you out of here, but you 
Forget what you saw down here. This place is far too dangerous for you to come back here. We'll lead you out. Um, you can even see some um, people down here are not just normal folk. You see a couple of them like that would have been, you know, city guards or um, you see like um, a member uh, somebody who looks like they were probably a member of the first swords who you'd been fighting a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, so any more members of Wham? Um, you do see another member of Wham, actually. Um, he's doing the whole jitterbug thing, you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> he's snapping his fingers. He's got like a, a big sweatshirt on or whatever. Anyway, um, I was glad we were able to wake you up before we go go. We <laughs> 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 didn't want to leave you hanging, you know, like oh, a yo yo. <laughs> oh, you guys. So bad. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> the power glove. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Paul. Um, yes. The last time we killed a herald, we leveled up. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious, you know, because we killed another herald. <laughs> Seems like it's time. Yeah. Uh, you guys haven't even had a long rest since the last time you leveled up. <laughs> okay. Man, am I so glad my name's not Harold. You guys would be gunning for me next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so you guys are down here in this room. There are people milling about. Um, Gerard talked to you for a little bit, and then he's kind of like, oh, uh, I can show them the way back out if if you, my friends, if do you need anything from me, uh, I'll show them the way out. Well, we'll probably come back and restore some of our stock of potions once we're finished down here. So yes. we'll find you at the bazaar. You still at the bazaar? You see a tear uh, leak out of the corner of his eye. He's like, yes. Yes, my friends. We will buy them all. <laughs> yes, my friends. And then you see him. Come on, folks, follow me. Um, he and Porthos start leading these uh, these people out um, back down this uh, through the south entrance into this chamber, um, back the way that they came, which would lead back into the uh, Cathedral of Iramil. Um, and um, people are still kind of slowly following, uh, but you guys are still here in this large chamber. What would you like to do? Well, do we put the key in? Last time we put a key in, it summoned an un it summoned another uh, unfinished herald to our location. Uh, make an insight check. That's true, but curiosity kind of makes me want to just see what we're going to do with it. Pine rolled a 13 insight. Okay. Roos got a 21 insight. Nari got an 18. And Richter got a 1 on insight. <laughs> I think Richter? we have to eat it. I'm pretty Richter's sure just it so goes... happy the fight's over and he's in awe of Pine's glory. <laughs> um, Richter and Pine, you guys are just kind of like, um, yeah, it summoned, uh, it summoned another unfinished angel. Um, but um, Nari and Roos, you guys both get the impression that um, she was already here, right? You putting the key in um, didn't necessarily summon her here. She wasn't really paying attention to you initially. Right. Even when you were fighting Saros, she was still focused on sucking the energy out of the city and putting it into that spire. Uh, but once you put that key in, something changed and it put her on the offensive, whatever that means. Well, in that case, I think we might as well just uh, go see where this key fits. Let's, yeah, do let's it. put it in, see what happens. And as people are leaving, Pine will say, sweet dreams. Because you don't you don't get it yet, but don't worry, sweet. You'll have you'll sleep well. You'll finally get to have a good night's rest without the weird um, 
And then he'll start looking for a uh, a skipping rock as he trails off. <laughs> roll, roll an investigation check for your skipping rock, Mr. Pine. Um, I rolled a two. <laughs> I find the bloody one that, that she's <laughs> flung at, at Nari. Yes. <laughs> nice. So this is like what you guys do then, huh? Yeah, this is about what we do. We st- we stumble and bumble our way through dungeons and run into things and kill gods and angels and things. I mean, this is fantastic. Still haven't killed a dragon yet. We're kind of waiting on that one, but you know, Ooh. gods. I, I ran through a dragon. <laughs> that's true. And Nari followed you too. Like I'm trusting you, Roos. Well, that's the way. You have to run it through. <laughs> no, no, like literally ran ran through it. Not ran it through. Ran through it. Oh. Oh, I was, I mean, I would certainly run through a dragon, just right through its heart, just, you know, with all the force. Yeah, like what you did to this, this woman thing that we just slaughtered. Right. You, you ran right through her. Yeah, I was, uh, haven't done that for a while. It was a riot. <laughs> you oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, on that note, um, you, so you, so did you guys actually put the key in the keyhole? You've got the key. I think so, yeah. Nari, you walk over um, to that door again. You can see um, the same thing. As you look at this uh, wall, you can see that there in the center, just uh, just kind of a little bit to the left of the midline, you put the key in, um, and the force of the, whatever is behind that door, that last little inch or so just pulls the key out of your hand, and the key thung, gets stuck into the wall. Um, there are now two keys in this this door, this um, this vault door. As you look, you see that the. Well, actually, I want you guys to make perception checks. Can we tell if there's any like how many keyholes there are in total? Yeah, there's five. Uh, my perception was fifteen. Roos got a twenty on perception. I got a six. Thirteen. Oh. Thirteen. Pine and Richter is still just, like, talking about sword stuff. Yes. He's like, yes, run her through, yes. As you guys are looking at this, you put the key in with your 20, Roos. Um, it is so slow um, that it's hard to tell, but, Roos, you get the distinct impression that the purple crystal has stopped filling. You know, it's one of those things where, is it tricking your eye because it is happening so slow? Like, you look at the white one and you're like, yeah, I can kind of tell that it's filling up just very, very little um, because you're very, very perceptive. And that purple one you can see has stopped filling. I think we've at least temporarily put a stop to whatever Amavi was doing. Great. That's fantastic news. Now, I think we need to get a word up to your family in the north to warn them about the, uh, the Herald up there. Looks like he's almost done. That's a good idea. We should also tell them um, about the similarities in the tattoos. We need to find somebody who can send messages. Is there something we could do about this obelisk? I I hate to leave it standing. As you look at the obelisk, you can see that the energy has stopped coursing down the obelisk and into the ziggurat. It's dormant at this point. What's, what's the obelisk made out of? It looks like some kind of black, shiny stone, but it's very smooth on all sides. Like a shiny stone that would be pretty brittle. Yeah, let's take a look. Let's, uh, this seems like a like a, a powerful like channeling focus that maybe shouldn't exist underneath a city of 
but hundreds of thousands. Yeah, it I would agree. be pretty bad if somebody started it back up again. I don't have a hammer or really the strength to do much about this, but I'll, I've got I'll, my axe. Uh, <laughs> and my bow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you read my mind. So you're looking at this obelisk. You climb up to the top of this ziggurat. So the ziggurat's about 35 feet high. This obelisk uh, like spikes up another like 35 feet into the air from the top of the ziggurat. So it's like 70 feet from the ground level. Yeah. Um, can can I do an investigation to kind of see if there's anything noteworthy or if there's a, a way or a weakness to maybe tip this thing over or topple it? Yeah. Go ahead. Make an investigation. Come on. Be decent. 22. Okay, as you're looking at this obelisk, um, first off, you're not sure what, what it's made of. It looks stone, but you're not sure what kind of stone it would be. The The surface is so smooth and so glassy, it almost looks like glass, but it's definitely hard, like uh, like rock. Um, as you look to see, like, can you tip it over or whatever, you see that where it meets the ziggurat, it actually is coming up out of the ziggurat. It's not resting on top of it. It's like the ziggurat was built around the spike around this spire okay so um to tip it probably not possible um just by pushing it because it's it's basically held in place by the ziggurat as well um with your 22 investigation as you're touching it over you can kind of feel still this thrum of energy coming from it it's not like making your hair stand on it or anything, but you can just kind of feel the little tingle. Um, and it doesn't like feel like a physical tingle. It feels like a tingling in like the back of your throat. You know what I mean? Kind of like, like when you have to go to the bathroom really bad, you can feel it in your molars. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, Pi, uh, Richter pees all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But you can feel that kind of, it's, it's an internal, internal tingle, an internal sensation. That's kind of hard to place. Yeah. I, I mean, it goes deep, whatever it does. And I don't know that we have the ability to destroy it, but maybe maybe there's someone we could notify and they could try to tear the thing down. I say we give it a couple of good whacks for good measure and then be on our way. I'll stand back. I'm very hurt. And uh, you said there's still an energy kind of thrumming through it. I'm afraid that might discharge something painful. I'm not afraid of a little discharge. <laughs> I'm gonna back down off the cigarette. You guys, you guys are so funny. I'll stay with Nari. Oh my gosh. Nari's gonna step up and swing your axe at this. First off, you're swinging. We already know that's happening. Richter, your spell, how long does that last that gives oh, everybody God. resistance? It is for a while, um, for an hour. Okay, okay. So that still stands. Okay. You are taking a swing. All right, Nari, you swing at the um, the spire. What did you roll to hit? Uh, 21 to hit for nine damage. All right, um, you take 24 psychic damage and Richter, you take half. So actually, Nari, you take 12 damage because you have psychic resistance. And then Richter, since you're standing so close, you take half of that as well. So you both take 12 psychic damage. Ouch. Oof. Okay, maybe not then. Not sure this is the best course of action. Roll concentration to see if we still have it. Oh. Yeah, roll your concentration. Eight. Nope. Eight. We lose it. You lose it. Okay, All well, um, maybe this just stays here. Yes. Did it, does it look like it's damaged at all? 
Uh, you want to go up and check it out again? Yeah, I'll walk up to it and look at it. You, yeah, you look up. You look up at it. Um, you cannot tell where she hid it. Huh. I wonder if the uh, librarians, if we could find some librarians here who may have some um, information about this object. We have heard something about it. We should check the library of Cadvril, maybe. I'm sure there's at least one here. I'm sure there is one here. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. Does this obelisk look at all similar to the one that popped out of the ocean when the world was shattered? You mean the one that, that the statue of Aramil is on atop? Yeah, exactly. No, uh, not not quite. That, that one looks just more like a, a stone cylinder that's kind of the same color stone as the statue on top of it. So both very phallic, but this one is all angular. The other one is more rounded. Yes. Each each their own. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we leave here. I think we close up the path and see if we can't, I mean, obviously lock the door, the Amavi door, but uh, try to keep some, uh, keep the looky-loos out of here. And then we go send a message to your brother and, uh, Replenish our supplies at uh, at Gerard's. Those are my thoughts. I think that sounds perfect. I agree. I'll let Tigish know that this is down here and see if he can't uh, arrange something to take care of it. Oh, that guy has everything. You know, he's trying to find my son. Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah. He'll, he'll know a guy that, uh, that I'm sure would be able to handle this obelisk. Well, so... Where where do you think we could find somebody who could send a message to your brother? If I took a level of cleric instead of rogue this time, I would have been able to. I don't know what that means. I, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. As you talk about what to do, um, as you leave Amavi's chamber and head back through the tunnels, which you came through, through the Cathedral of Iramil, and all the way back up to the city streets of the city of Almar, we are going to stop there for tonight. Ooh. All right, you guys. Um, gosh, your second Herald killed in the second episode. Um, congratulations. Two out of two. Isn't it two out of five? Well, I'm saying so far you're two for two. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's two for two. One of them hasn't killed us all yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, if you like what we're doing, uh, go check out our Discord. You can chat with us. Um, we put some stuff out there for people to see. For example, a couple of weeks ago, we put out the um, the puzzle that Nari and the Boys 2.0 had to solve to get through the gate. Uh, so you can go look at that and see what we were talking about with triangles and lines and all that kind of thing. You can also go check out our Patreon where you get some bonus content, including a They Grow Up So Fast, which uh, talks about leveling up to level 11. And don't forget our merchandise. Anyway, until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year y'all. <laughs> <laughs>